Hi, my name's Caitlin. My name's Jocelyn. And my name is Kushal. Today we're discussing Fahrenheit 451 Part 3, and our thematic topic is individuality within freedom. So our thematic topic is individuality within freedom. But what exactly does that mean? So if you're talking about freedom and individuality separately, they both kind of mean the same thing. So what we're going to be talking about is when you're free, you're free to do whatever you want and you have your own individual values and you're not under anyone's brainwashing or control. And in this case, Montag has finally gotten to the point where everyone knows that he's like he's let out his truth. So he's free and he's his individual person now. Do you guys think that Montag was free at the beginning of the book? And if not, then why? I don't think he was free whatsoever because he was in a situation where he was constricted in his daily life. And an example, just one example of that would be on page 11 near the bottom where Montag started to speak twice and then finally managed to put his thought together. Was it my wife turned in the alarm? Beatty nodded but her friends turned in an alarm earlier that I let ride. This shows how constricted he was because he couldn't confide in anyone, not even his own wife, and he couldn't trust his wife because his wife was the one that turned him in. And right before that on page 110, Montag has to burn down his own house. He probably wouldn't have done this if he wasn't forced to. When Faber is talking to Montag, he says, Montag, can't you run, get away? No, Montag cried helplessly, the hound, because of the hound. Faber heard, and Beatty, thinking it was meant for him, heard. Yes, the hound's somewhere about the neighborhood, so don't try anything. Ready? Ready. Montag snapped the safety catch on the flamethrower. Fire. This, um, this was at Montag's house. The hound was stopping him from actually, like, refusing to burn down his own house. And the hound was, like, part of authority and authority wasn't giving him the freedoms he needed. Personally, if I was betrayed by someone that I believed I could trust with a secret, and then they go and tell someone that could initially get upset by learning something or get me in trouble, I would be quite angered and wouldn't want to be in this situation anymore. Yeah, and if I was betrayed like that, and if I felt like everyone was against me, and I found a group of people that were with me, I would be very happy like Montag, because I felt like I had someone I could trust now. Relating this to the, to the groupthink video we looked at earlier, it was um, found out that if someone were to stick with you, you would be much more confident than if you were by yourself. Re relating this to the book, Montag is much more confident in his beliefs about how books aren't actually that bad when he finds a group of people that share his beliefs and take his beliefs as their own. So Jocelyn, at this point in the book, Montag doesn't really have anything. He's running from the police. He's running from the government. He doesn't have a home. He doesn't have a wife to trust. But by having nothing, does that mean he's free? I would say the answer to that would be yes and no. He isn't free because he's technically under arrest from the authorities in the city. That's on page 111. And BD says, you're under arrest. So that means if he ever chose to go back to the city, he would probably be arrested. 
the answer to that question is also yes, because now that he has nothing to tie him down, he can go wherever he wants as long as he stays away from the authorities and he can make new friends and not feel like he's abandoning it. But by having restrictions, like not being able to go back to the city and not really being able to communicate with authorities, I wouldn't really consider that freedom. I would consider that running from the police. Like <laughs> in, in reality, he does not like the city one bit. And he realized that after he ran into Clarice, he hates the city. He dislike heavily dislikes the authority. And now he's free from the restrictions that they're, that they're forcing down on him. Therefore, he is allowed to become his own self and thus individuality becomes a thing because he was already so restricted. Now, since he's running from the police, they're already after him. So no matter what he does, they're never going to stop being after him and nothing is really going to change. So 100% freedom's not really in the cards for Montag. Definitely. But I think he's still partially in a sense yeah he's free of his old life i would say he's free of having the daily restrictions now he just has the overall like concern i would say so despite montag being free from society do you think he's free from his own guilt well the reason montag would be guilty is because he killed Beatty with a bunch of fire so on page 113 Beatty says, hand it over, guy, said Beatty with the fixed smile. And then he was a shrieking blaze, a jumping, sprawling, gibbering mannequin, no longer human or known, all writhing flame on the lawn as Montag shot one continuous pulse of liquid fire on him. I think that Montag would feel guilty after killing someone, so I wouldn't say that he is free from his own guilt. Yes, and... No, because, I mean, Montag knew Beattie for quite a while, probably, because he's been working in the firehouse for a while. But then on page 16, it mentions that in the middle of crying, Montag knew it for the truth. Beattie wanted to die. He had just stood there, not really trying to save himself, just stood there, joking, needling, thought Montag. And he, and he thought was enough to stifle a sobbing and let him pause for air. I think this is a moment in the book where Montag was like, why should I feel guilty for someone who made my life miserable and is going to make other lives miserable and is tearing apart buildings and stuff like that. And I think, I think no matter who you are, who you inflict pain upon, I think everyone's going to be guilty, but I think Montag's trying to find reasons so that he can get on with his life. So there's this book called Into the Wild, and it's where a man doesn't exactly believe in society's values, so he then leaves the city and is therefore allowed to let go of society, just like Montag. He then forms a group, and then he goes to live in the wilderness, which is basically what Montag did, except Montag is joining the group. Since Montag is joining the group, like I just said, would he technically be joining a society? Well, I think in terms of the definition of society, I do think it is a society. But in this world, this dystopian world where Montag is, I think it's an ultimate society because he's kind of, they're not rebels because they're not being like aggressive or violent, but they're just defying the rules. I don't think they're exactly super organized either, and they don't have a permanent place to stay. So they could be a society, but they're all very free because... They have nothing tying them down anywhere, and they just basically 
read books and kind of, I guess, rebel against society by keeping them in their own brains. Yeah, because their big motto is that they're nothing. Like they don't, they're not really anything. They just have everything up in their head and they don't really want to keep anything with them to build trails or anything. Yeah. So what you're describing is basically a group that is defying the society that they used to live in before they all migrated to the wilderness and stuff. Yes, and to tie it to our thematic topic, they're being very individual. They're having individuality with other people. They're deciding what they want to do. They are deciding what freedom they take and stuff like that. Now that Montag has made it out into the wilderness and he's found a few people that share beliefs, do you think he's completely free now? I would not say that he is completely free because he's still on the run from the police, although he isn't as high as they like on priority, but he's still not welcome there. So he's not free to go there. But he, however, he is free to stay with his group of friends and do whatever he pleases because he isn't part of society anymore. There are no laws stopping him from doing what he wants, and therefore he can just move with the group and do what he wants. Yes, I think he is free now because when they were videotaping what was happening on Montag's chase with the hound to the whole world, they chose to catch someone else instead. So maybe now that Montag isn't like a media sensation anymore, he can be more free like that and they won't try to hunt him down as much. Well, Kushal, you said that there isn't really laws that they follow anymore, but there's still laws, but I wouldn't say they're put under scrutiny if they don't follow as many since they're not in the society's eye or the authorities aren't like around the corner where they could punish them. So they're like laws didn't just go away, but they're not enforced, I would say. Looking at individuality within freedom, remember in Beatty's speech, he referenced the idea of being made equal being free from society and therefore the made equal part. Montag is free to be himself and not the same as everyone else. He is free to be an individual since the new group of people he is in is perfectly fine with that. And by him being in this new group, he's not in society anymore. So I'm wondering if he is still equal. Is he greater or less than that? than people following the society's guidelines and rules. What do you think, Jocelyn? Well, I don't know how comparable the two are. They might not even be even close enough to decide whether one one or the other is benefiting more. But I would say that Montag is free to express himself now, and he is free to listen to books that the other people in his group are quoting. So he does have a little bit more freedom, but he's not free to return to the city. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, he's always going to be on the run. Looking at that, we know that Montag's on the run, meaning he's not higher than them in terms of status. However, if he is in a better position to express his beliefs, then he is therefore in a higher state than the people who are just basically controlled well the people in society probably don't know that it's possible to have a better mental state that expressing yourself can improve what you go on in your daily life and 
it can help get out all those frustrations. And I think in that way, Montag is leading a better mentality. I think the author describes Montag's world in very interesting ways. For example, in page 119, he describes the helicopters as two dozen of them flurried, wavering, indecisive, three miles off, like butterflies puzzled by autumn. And then they were plummeting down to land, one by one, here, there, softly meeting the streets. I think that's very interesting, and I like how he uses metaphors a lot and similes to describe things in the book. It's kind of a contradiction, because when you're thinking about helicopters chasing after Montag, you don't think of flurries or butterflies, but it made it like it gives a sense of gracefulness about how smooth things are running in this futuristic dystopian world. And so I kind of like how it gives you a different perspective than your stereotypes of aggressive helicopters running after everybody. Yeah, and this is a very high-intensity, high-stress situation, but he's just talking about peaceful things. It kind of gives you the idea on on really how like futuristic these cities are. And remember, this is supposed to be based in 2026. Six years before that, which is present day, 2020, this is nothing like that. So their interpretation of what the future is like and is going to be completely different. This is our attempt at the 30-second summary challenge. Montag burns death in his house, then kills Beatty, and then is forced to run from the police. The mechanical hound is chasing him, so he decides to run into the wilderness and finds a group of people there who sh share the same beliefs as he does. They decide to go on the run together. Thank you for listening to us discuss Fahrenheit 451 Part 3. Today we discussed our thematic topic of individuality within freedom. I hope you enjoyed. My name's Caitlin. My name's Jocelyn. And my name is Kushal. Bye. Bye.